This is Love Foundation Christian Center Podcast, a place to find God's love. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter number 60. We're going to go straight into the word. Thank you, instrumentalist. Hallelujah. God is good. You know, when God gave us the scripture uh, at the beginning of the year, I was not as clear as I am even more so now, the purpose of it. Interesting enough, as, as usual, when God gives me a word, I take a time to study it. I almost actually went through every single word of this chapter, check the Hebrew meaning, check the, uh, you know, the, the, the meanings of the word. I wrote it down. And now, it's just come alive. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Because we serve a God that sees the end from the beginning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when he speaks to you, um, you need to take it seriously. That's one thing about leadership. I teach, I teach my children all the time. One of the advantages of, of leadership is oftentimes the leader sees ahead. And the one who doesn't see ahead does not have to see ahead. What does he have to do? Just follow the leader. Because the leaders, that's why some people are made leaders. So in, 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 in an army, they look for someone who has experience. The general has been to many wars. So when, he's, when, when they are in the middle of a battle and, and the enemy is coming on one side, and he tells uh, the captain and those who are on that, he says, go this way, go this way. They don't begin to say, wait a minute. I don't feel like that. Because he's supposed to be more experienced. The same thing, the Holy Ghost is a lot more experienced than we are. So when he gives you instruction, you just follow it. It's one thing to be dumb, not to know what to do. It's even worse when you are instructed, when you don't know what to do and you still don't do it. That's why it's called dumb, dumb. That's double dumb. (laughs) One dumb is when you don't know what to do. Dumb, dumb. It's when you refuse to follow the instructions. Isaiah chapter number 60. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. The revelation of your spirit gives us light. We see clearer than we have seen before. We are quick to hear, quick to obey, quick to believe, quick to do what you say. We choose not to join in the fear of the word. We choose to believe your word. Your word is light unto us, a lamp unto our feet. We declare that you are a refuge and our fortress, not only for us who are in church, but for everyone who is in faith in the body of Christ. And through us that the rest of the world would receive salvation, deliverance, and healing, and receive light in Jesus' name. All right, Isaiah chapter number 60. I'm going to move as fast as I can. As usually, there's a lot to share, but I'm also trying to make sure we, we do it in good time. It says, Arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, Arise. Arise. Tell the person, Change your position. position. Tell the person, Shine. Shine. Say, Don't hide. hide. Shine. Shine. Say, For your light is come. come. It didn't say your light is coming. It said, Your light is come. It's here. It's come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. All right, you don't have to continue, but I wish we could all just confess together. But that's fine for time. Verse 2, and I read. He said, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. Now, we see that being manifested today. 
in one way. There are many f- things the Bible refers to as darkness. If you study it out, it means, it means gloominess. It actually also means distress and disease. It said, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. The people are going to become afraid. Like I've said before, there's something worse than sickness and disease. That's the fear of the sickness and disease. Praise God. There's something worse than coronavirus. Is the fear of it. I know some people think we are, we, are, we, can, we are reckless when we talk about faith. They think we are out of touch of reality. Some people get, really get angry at believers and say, how can, you, how can you be talking like this is not serious? Tell the people to wash their hands and stay away. We have government to do that. And they are doing it very well. We have the WHO to do that. That's their profession. Our profession as believers is to teach the word of God and tell people how to stay in faith so that they don't get sick. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Are we against the word WHO? No, we're working together. But we believe that the spiritual is more important than the natural. If you believe, say amen. Amen. (laughs) If you don't believe, let's look at Hebrews. We'll come back to to, to Isaiah 6. You know, I'm not just preaching to people who are here. Uh, People are listening to me from different parts of the world. Amen. Amen. Um, We have people joining us from Africa, joining us from Europe, joining us from Asia. uh, And they don't always attend Love Foundation Christian Center. So we have to slow down for their sake. Hebrews chapter number 11, Hebrews, amen. So we knew that it was the men that made the tea in those days, amen, Hebrews. All right, let's go, verse (laughs) 1. It said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It said, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Three, it said, true faith, we understand that the words we are framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen, we are not made of the things which do appear. The things which are seen, we are not made of the things which do appear. Then everything that, that is real came from the unreal. Praise God. So we understand that the earth was framed by the word of God. So words are more important than gold. Because words made gold. Somebody say hallelujah. I like what Brother Kenneth Copeland somebody says. He said, one word from God can change your life forever. Right? Yeah, people think a lot of money will change your life forever. Thank God for money. But money is not as important as the word of God. There are many things money cannot buy. Money can buy a house, can buy a home. Money can buy medicine, can buy healing and health. The people who are millionaires, billionaires, who are stuck at home this season, can't drive nowhere, can't fly nowhere. With all the money of the world, they have to depend on what they believe now not to catch this thing. But those who are in faith, praise God, they refuse to fear. There are many things money can buy. So money is not the most important. 
Thank God money is important, but it's not the most important. And that's the same way we are saying, when it comes to healing, divine health, peace, prosperity, the most important are spiritual principles. Because the natural principles, they come from spiritual principles. Sickness and disease is not just a natural phenomenon. It's a spiritual thing. There are spirits behind sickness and disease. Most of the time, not all, but a lot of the times when Jesus healed the sick, he rebuked the spirit that was behind it. And the sickness stopped. You can't wash your hands and drive out devils. He says, should you not wash your hands? Of course you can wash your hands. You ought to wash your hands without the World Health Organization telling you to wash your hands. Praise God. That should be the natural tendency of everyone. Now you may need to do it more so than before. But there are things that you can know and believe that will prevent you from becoming sick. That is more effective than using chlorous wipe. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. More effective. More, I said more effective. More effective. Glorious, has, glorious wife has his place. But there's something more effective. Amen. Which one is better for you to try to prevent sickness or to be immune to sickness and disease? There are some people that sickness and disease have no hold over. And it's not because they wiped their hands very well. It's because of things that they have come to know and understand. If you know the word, believe the word, and live by the word, the word of God promises you immunity against sickness, against disease, against accidents, against poverty, and against death. That is the word of God. It doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. I'm I'm more bold to declare it today. Somebody say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it's the word of God. And this is the time to shine. Isaiah chapter number 16. He said, arise, shine. Tell the person, arise, shine. shine. Say, this is not the time for hiding. (laughs) This is the time for shining. God told us that from the beginning. Amen. He said, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. He said, for behold, he's telling us what's going to happen to the world. He said, behold, he said, darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness, the people. He said, but the Lord shall rise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. Now, there's so much I want to share. I just have to give you in point because if I go line upon line, preset upon preset. First of all, where are you guys going to anyway? There are no, there are no parties after. <laughs> there are no gyms to go to. <laughs> Not even the mall. Those who like to go and hang out in the mall. Hey, the mall is closed. <laughs> you see, I'm not laughing about this. The Bible says we should laugh at death and destruction. <laughs> right? Which one is better, to laugh or to cry when things are getting tough? To laugh. To laugh. (laughs) You say, but I don't feel like laughing. Make one up. (laughs) You can choose to laugh. (laughs) It's your mouth. Laugh with it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know there are some professional criers. They don't feel like crying. You know, oh, 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 oh. Let me tell you the secret. Sometimes when some people even pass, the people who are crying, they, are, they don't really mean it. They just have to cry. If they don't cry, people think they don't care. So they just, oh, oh, oh. If people can, can make a cry, <laughs> you can make a laugh. <laughs> I will say, he that seated upon the throne shall what? Shall laugh, shall laugh. This is the time of laughter. This is the time of laughter. You know, I wrote, I said, laugh at coronavirus. <laughs> People say, what? You're not taking it seriously. This is how we take it seriously. We laugh at it. That's faith. Laugh at it. You cannot be infected if you do not fear. And when you are laughing, that's an indication that what? You're not afraid. The Bible says, a merry heart is good, is good, is better than chloroquine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Some people are running to take chloroquine. When they should just read the scripture and start laughing. <laughs> and their immunity is boosted. Verse 3. He said, and the Gentiles <laughs> shall come to the light. <laughs> <laughs> and kings to the brightness of the rising. One of the things God is saying is that in this season, when there is turmoil and there's darkness, if the church will arise and shine, it will become the help of those that are in darkness. If the believers join in the darkness, the world is lost. And that's why we cannot afford to take the same stance as people who don't know the truth. Yes. You know, I'm not blaming people who are afraid. If you don't know the word of God, what else do you have to be? Afraid. When you think that, you know, the person believes that his life is at stake. There's, no, there's nothing else. The problem is those who know better acting like they don't know. And they are joining in the, on those who are ignorant to act as if the word of God is not true. That is the problem. The Bible says that you are the light of the world. You and I, we are the light. We are not the darkness. We cannot join in the darkness. We have the light of life. And this light shines in darkness and darkness cannot overpower it. Amen. The, the faith of God's word is not just for good times. These are the times to stand up and believe what the word of God says. Praise God. Again, I'm not saying put yourself beyond your faith. If you are still scared, stay home and watch from home and listen more. The time will come when you arise. Someone say, Hallelujah! You arise, you break. You know what means arise? It means break out. Come out from the limitation, come out from the boundaries. Someone say, Hallelujah! 
come out from the, the, the restrictions of fear and shine the light of God. He said, and Gentiles will come to you. That means that it's not just saying this for yourself. You are the hope of the generation. As I'm speaking, as some people are getting faith, they are hearing it, they are getting inspired, they are refusing to fear corona, and they are beginning to laugh at sickness and disease, and they are rising in their heart, and that is causing them to become immune to sickness and disease. So I'm not just talking about myself. I could say this in my room and laugh all day, but I want some other people to laugh with me. Ha <laughs> ha! Hey! It says, and Gentiles shall come to the light, and kings to the brightness of the rising. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So God tells us to arise and shine, even in the midst of darkness, even in the midst of trial. So today I'm just going to give you four points. Like I said, I'm just giving you a few points for time on how you can shine in a dark time. Or you can call it peace. In times of trouble. Yeah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Are you supposed to be at peace? Yeah. When everybody's in trouble? Yeah. yeah, if everybody's in trouble, should you join the trouble? No. Bible says if they are saying there is a casting down, what should you be saying? There is a lifting up. There is a lifting up. People say, well, you're out of church. Everybody's saying there is a casting down. You say, yeah, I know what you are saying, but I'm saying what? There is a lifting up. There is a lifting up. Yes. There is a lifting up. There is a lifting up. Increase that come. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Some people are afraid. What kind of economic situation is going to happen after this? I'll tell you what will happen for believers. Wealth transfer. Some people are going to get rich. If you believe, God will transfer wealth to your hand. If you receive his word, you will get better through this season. Hallelujah. I say Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. You know, you can easily tell when somebody believes. Just look at their face. If they are like. <laughs> Point number one. Believe and be established in the love of God for you. Somebody say, hallelujah. Tell somebody, God loves you. Tell somebody again, God loves you. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. That we should be called the sons of God. That we should be called the sons of God. Verse 1. He said, and you had he quickened who was dead in trespasses and sins too. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this word. According to the prince of the power of the earth. According to... To the spirit now, that now walketh in the children of disobedience. So the Bible says there was a time you were walking like everybody else. You were walking according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that walks in the children of disobedience. So there is a spirit out there. Hallelujah. 
The things that we think are just natural, many of them have spirit. They are, in short, all of them have spiritual origins. These things are spirits. Praise God. You say, but it's not just an individual that got sick. Look through the scriptures. There were times where there were pestilences. And it was a spirit that caused it. There was a time when the Bible tells us that David went and counted the children of Israel. Interesting thing, if you read it from uh, 1 Samuel, it tells us that God prompted him to count them. If you read it from 1 Chronicles, it said it was the devil. You say, which one is it, God or the devil? In the New Testament, we know that he's, he's the devil. Praise God. Because God doesn't go to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Now, that tells us that when you are reading the New Old Testament, you need to watch out. You need to look at it with the light of the new so that you can understand what the Old Testament is actually saying. You say, why did one say it's God, the other one says it's the devil? One reason is because in the Old Testament, everything that happened, they called it the acts of God. And the same way today, you say, even when it's an earthquake, they say, an act of God. So they were reporting from their premises. So you have to understand it in the light of the new. The Bible warns us in, in 1 Corinthians, say, in the reading of the Old Testament, there is a veil. So you cannot accuse the Old Testament of contradictions. It's just a veil. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. In the New Testament, you have light. Hallelujah. Right? So David was tempted to do the wrong thing. You say, well, what was wrong in, in having a census? Well, at that time, he was doing it out of fear. Yes. He was trying to count the numbers he had to see whether he was strong enough. Yes. And even his general told him, hey, listen, you know God doesn't depend on numbers to win wars. Why are you doing this kind of stuff? He said, go count. I'm the king. Go. When I say go, you go. When I say jump, you say how high. And Joab went. And the Bible says, if you read it properly, he didn't even count everybody. It's like, this thing is wrong. But King said, I should do it. Let's count some. At least we are not completely disobedient. <laughs> and then as soon as he finished counting and gave David a number, the Bible says that David had pricked him and discovered what he did was wrong. And then he decided to, what am I going to do? God said, now you know you are wrong. You are in trouble. Choose three things. One, one says seven, three years of famine. Two, three years of the enemy pursuing you in war and you can't overcome them. Or three days of pestilence. David was wise. He didn't choose anyone. The prophet said, choose one of the three. He said, I choose to fall in the hand of the Lord. That means, Lord, you choose for me. You, whatever you do, I will take. He said, because God is merciful. And the Bible said, while he was there saying that, there was an angel. Now, we can interpret that word angel in many ways. That was destroying the land. And thousands were dying. And, 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 and David began to pray. And then he had a revelation. He saw the angel above Jerusalem with his sword drawn out. People were dying of sickness, but it was not the sickness that was killing them. The sickness was just a manifestation of a demonic spirit that was rearrayed against the land. David didn't say, hey, wash your hands! <laughs> the Bible said David called his general, let's go and make a sacrifice. And they rushed to where they saw the angel. They are on the place. 
Then they saw this man who had a fan, and the man had also seen this angel. And as soon as he saw David, he said, what are you doing here, my Lord? Bowed his face. He said, I came to make a sacrifice. He said, listen, take my fan, take my oxen, use all the utensils as wood, kill the cow, do whatever you need to do. Let's stop this thing. If you are king, you get what you want. David said, no way, I'm not giving God a free offering. I have to pay for it. David paid for it, made a sacrifice, and as soon as he did that, the Bible said the plague stopped. Now people are wondering, why are, you, why are you praying? Why are you in church? At this time, you should be hunkered down, uh, waiting for what the World Heard Organization is going to tell us, and people are going to die. We need people who can stand spiritually and deal with it from the spirit realm. That's why we are in church. That's why we are praying. We're not just here just to make a phone, just to say, oh, we can defile anything. That's not the purpose. There are people's lives at stake. This is serious business. We are essential workers. Amen. We're here to stand for the nation, to praise God, to listen to the Holy Ghost, to intercede for those that are sick, to bring them out of the bondage of sin and sickness, and to declare that this pestilence stops. And people are released to go back to work. That's why we come to pray. We are not just here making fun. But one way to stop it is to laugh at it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the Bible says peace and joy comes from what? From believing. From believing. From believing. So this is serious business. This is serious. And if we do ours right... We will reduce the work for WHO. Amen. Yeah. Right? If we can deal with it from the unseen realm, the seen realm will, 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 will follow suit. Just the same way it started, it will just disappear. Somebody say, Hallelujah! You know, I've been praying for something concerning this. You know, people are praying that people should not get infested. Me, I'm praying for people to become immune to it. It's better. Immunity means that you can't even get infested. Amen. That even if it comes, it doesn't have no power over you. Is that not better? Yes. Because many times these things blow away and they come back with a vengeance. And sometimes the people who were not even affected the first time are more susceptible when it does again. So we need an immunity. Amen. And it starts from the realm of the spirit. Amen. Pray in tongues well enough, your body will begin to produce antibodies. Somebody say, Hallelujah! The Bible says the spirit of God that raised Jesus lives in you. He will give Zoe. If you check that word Zoe, it also means vitality. It means antibodies. If you look at it biologically. To your bodies. Pray in tongues. You don't have to be infested with coronavirus to develop antibodies. Just pray in tongues. The spirit of God says produce, produce antibodies. Produce antibodies. You speak to your body and it can produce antibodies. People don't think spiritual things like this have any effect to biological things. It does. The Bible says every creature was created by the word of God. Everything is held. Hebrews 1 is, 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 is framed, kept together by the word of God. It's what we say that has more power than what people do physically. 
And we have to come to that consciousness, not just religion. We're not just religious folks trying to have a religious service. We're here for business. We've come to stuff that evil. Amen. And every kind of evil. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So point number one, you have to believe the love of God for you. Ephesians 2 again. He said, Two, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the earth, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. Among them who you, we all had our conversation in time past, fulfilling the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And by nature, we are children of wrath, even as others, meaning we were subject to destruction like everybody else. But we were, we were once like that. That's why we needed to be born again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 4. But God. Hallelujah. I said, but God. But God. But, said, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even while we were dead in sin had quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved, and have raised up to and made and raised up together and made us to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Do you know what the word quicken means? To make alive. To zoilize. <laughs> to infuse with the life of God. We are not just ordinary folks practicing a religion. We are those who have been infused with God's life. We were ordinary folks, living like ordinary folks, subject to the same thing that ordinary folks were subject to until we got born again. When we got born again, our old nature was removed. A new nature has been put in. And this nature has the life of God in us. We are not ordinary human beings. We are sons of God. Tell somebody I'm a child of God. Say it again, I'm a son of God. Say, I believe the love of God for me and the life of God in me. Amen. So the Bible says that we have been quickened with Christ and by grace we have been saved. Six, he had raised us up together. He raised us up together and made us to sit in the heavenly places. Amen. In Christ Jesus. So is your seat higher than the seat of any kind of sickness and disease? Yeah, we are higher. We are seated in the heavenly places. We are not afraid of any sickness, of any disease. Not at all. I said not at all. <clears throat> Many of you have heard of John Gillet. You heard of the guy John Gillet? How many of you have heard of Michael Jackson? <laughs> if you know Michael Jackson, you don't know John Gillet. You need to repent. Because <laughs> John Gillet is more powerful. Because he was a man that preached the word with signs, wonders, and miracles. There was, there was a baboonic infection that, that took place in South Africa at the time. And he was a pastor. And some of his members, I'm told, if I, if I remember correctly, God's sake, until he began to study and pray and discover that he shouldn't be. And then he went out and ministered. And nobody in his church caught, became sick after that. Somebody say, hallelujah. And not only that, he went out to help the people. Laid hands on those who were sick, and it was very violent, virulent, as, as just like the kind of ailment we have out there. And he would lay hands and help them and help bury them. People wonder, why? How come you're going to catch it? He said, no, 
Not, you know, it's not possible for me to catch it. They say, how? He said, because I'm immune. Somebody say, hallelujah. They pressed him so much that some scientists decided to test it. They took some virulent strain of this ailment, put it on his hand while he was praying in tongues, and they checked it under the microscope, and it burnt out. It's in record by the Holy Ghost. The power we have is, is, is real power, latent power. Somebody say, hallelujah. I know some Christians say, don't say that. Some people are going to try you. Let them try. What are you afraid of? If you don't believe it, then it will not work. If you believe it, then you should walk in it. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> so the Bible says that we have been raised up with Christ. Verse 6. And had raised us up together and made us to see in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For Verse 8. For by grace are ye saved, true faith, and that not of yourself, it's a gift of God, not of work, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good work, which God has before ordained, that we should walk in them. Somebody say hallelujah. So, God loves us. When we say by grace are we saved, grace means God's love demonstrated towards us. And faith means that we believe in that love and we receive that love. So, God loves you too much to leave you to become sick. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I said things like someone say, Yeah, I know what you are saying. You are saying the people who, who who got sick, God didn't love them that much. I didn't say God didn't love them that much. He said, yeah, you are saying they don't have that much faith. I'm not the one that's saying it. The Bible says, by grace are we saved. How? He said, true faith. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. You receive it by faith. You have to believe it. You have to believe God loves you so much. You know one reason I don't get accidents? God loves me too much to get an accident. But I'm say he gives his angels charge over me. He says, but don't there have somebody else to get an accident? I don't know about them, but the Bible tells me that God loves me. And because I have made the most high my habitation and I dwell in the secret place, he will not let any plague come near me, nor any pestilence come near my dwelling. Because I say the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. So he gives his angels charge over me and they bear me up so I don't dash my foot against a stone or dash my car against another car. Someone say hallelujah. But you have to believe it. You have to believe it. You have to believe that God loves. You know one reason why David was so powerful? He believed in the love of God. He says I cannot be afraid. He said even if an army breaks out against me. He said in this will I be confident. His confidence was not in his strength. He was not in his skill. He was a skillful man. But his confidence was in the Lord. That's why before he goes for any battle. The first thing he does. He consults the Lord. Should I go? He doesn't say. And that's why he got into trouble when he began to count. Because he was taking his eyes away from the one who was his refuge. And was now turning it back. To the secular system. He would go to the Lord and say should I go. There were some battles that he thought this was not a big deal. But God didn't allow him go. There was a time he was hiding in a city. He just helped save that city. And, they were, and, and, and King Saul was coming to look for him. He could have said this city I saw. They will protect me. 
But he, told, he consulted the Lord. Because the Lord is his refuge, not the city. Lord, what do you want me to do? God said, escape now. Get out of town. Get out of town. Get out of town. So he ran. Because he trusted in the Lord. And he, he, the Lord protected him all the time. If the Lord is your strength and your fortress and your, and your protection, he will protect you all the time. Somebody say hallelujah. <clears throat> no evil will come near you. If we either shift the evil or shift you. Right? You know, some people say, why? You know, some people think that faith just means you just see trouble, you know, an army coming. You say, yeah, the Lord is my strength and you just run through. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. There are certain things that are happening that should happen. Now, some of people are so surprised about what's going on. But if you read the book of, of, of Matthew 14, look at Luke 21. This is not strange. These are things the Bible says will happen in the last days. Some may, try, may be trying to happen faster than it should. But these are prophecies. That there will be so much pestilences that people's heart will fail because of fear. It's not just the pestilence that's killing them. The fear of the pestilence will kill more folks than the pestilence itself. The Bible says so. So it's not strange. And so believers should not be afraid. And one of the first things the Bible tells us in those scriptures, if you read Matthew 24, he said, when all these things happen, he said, don't be troubled. How can somebody tell you this thing is going to happen? Don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. And it happens and you are troubled. You shouldn't be troubled. If you are reading the scripture, you read this news, what's on the news, years ago. I read what's on the news now, years ago. So I'm not troubled. It's not. It's, it's in no way surprising to me. Somebody say hallelujah. But that's why we have to walk by the spirit, by the word of God. He said don't be troubled. Now if God says don't be troubled, it's because there's an opportunity to be troubled. That there's, there's, these are trying to force you to be troubled. So he said don't be troubled. See, these are just the beginning of bed pangs. These are just the these are the beginnings of sorrows, he said. But believers are not supposed to join in the sorrow. Amen. That's why he says, Arise and shine. Why? Because God loves you. He will protect you. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will protect you. And the protection is not just because of what you do on the outside. The real protection is based on what? What you do in your heart, in your faith. Taking the word of God and believing God's word. Believing the love of God. You have to know and believe the love that God has for us. Let's look at 1 John. Here the Bible says, For the great love wherewith he left us, verse 4, But God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. The great love. God loves us greatly. Somebody say hallelujah. I said God loves us greatly. 1 John chapter number 4. Hallelujah. Verse 16. He said, And we have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. 
And here is in our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of coronavirus. Because as he is, you know, when people read that judgment, they think it's about judgment when Jesus returns. Not necessarily. He's talking about the days of the judgments and manifestations of the judgments of God. So you can be bold in the days of judgment. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casted out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Somebody say hallelujah. So you have to build your faith on the love of God. In short, if, if anything else, just go around singing, God loves me. Oh, God loves me. Thank you, Lord, for the love of God. Thank you for loving me so much. Thank you, Lord. You love me. You lo if, if you build your faith on the love of God, fear will disappear. One easy way is to sing that popular song. Jesus you love me too much, oh. <laughs> too much, oh. too much, oh. excess love. Oh. Build your faith. Many people don't believe God loves them that much. And because they don't believe it, they are not bold enough to declare it. When you believe something, you can say it. You can say it. I'm not going to be affected. The Lord is my refuge. He is my salvation. I will not fear. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Believe in the love of God. Two, be established in righteousness. These are things we have studied over and over again. Be established in righteousness. What is righteousness? It means that you and God are tight. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Be established that you have a relationship with God. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 28. Let's look at it. Proverbs 28 verse 1 very quickly. I'm going to rush through the rest. Hallelujah. The Bible says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth. He said, But the righteous is as bold. They are bold as a lion. The righteous are bold as a lion. If somebody is scary cat, what does that tell you? They're wicked. <laughs> you say, what? I'm just scared. The Bible said the wicked. He said the wicked flee when no man. Okay, let me, let me rephrase it to, to this thing. The wicked are hiding. When nobody is pursuing them. Praise God. And the word wicked there, it's not just mean the person is an axe murderer. It means the person is not in faith. Unbelief. Don't trust God. Don't believe in the word of God. He said they are running even when they are not being pursued. Praise God. He said, but the righteous is what? As bold, as bold as a lion, fearless. Some of us need to watch how lions hunt. Just see. They, they attack animals three times their size. 
And sometimes even ahead of it, you just see one or two lions, they will just coach, stay set one place, wait for the one who is, who is, not, who is sitting at the back. Praise God. Who comes to church and sits at the back. He looks for the ones. Let the, the ones in front go first. And it also means spiritually, those who are not connected properly, who are one leg in, one leg out, they are the ones that the enemy attacks the most. That's why you want to be secure and be baptized into the church. The word is enough for the wise. Let's look at Isaiah 54. We've read many of these scriptures before. Isaiah 54. Let's start from verse 13. He said, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of, their cho- of thy children. So how do you have peace? It starts by what? Being taught. How do you get taught? Answer me. By the word of God. He said, all your children shall be taught of the Lord. Which means that you're going to have to go to where you are being taught. You're not going to have to go to church. Or listen to it online. Praise God. Or listen to it on, on, on audio or podcast. You have to be taught. He said, all thy children shall be taught. So this doesn't just happen by chance. It doesn't happen by watching desperate housewives. You have to be taught of the Lord. He said, and great shall be the peace of their children. So people who are properly taught will have great peace. He said, next verse. He said, great shall be the peace. He said, and in righteousness they shall be established, and thou shalt be far from oppression, for, they sh- for thou shalt not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come nigh thee. In righteousness they shall be established. Which means if they are taught of the Lord, they will have great peace, and they will be established in righteousness. And because they, do, they will not fear, they will be far from oppression. So people think, let oppression not come so that we don't fear. It's the opposite. If you don't fear, oppression will not come. If you are afraid of oppression, what happens? You're attracting the oppression that you're afraid of. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Sometimes people don't know this, but the reason why many get destroyed is because they yield to fear. They yield to fear. Fear is destructive. Some people say, you just need a little fear. No, no, no. You don't need a little cyanide. You need fear is poisonous. Destroys. I said here, we don't just practice fearless, fearlessness. We practice no fear at all. We don't want little fear. Say fearless. Not, we are not fearless. We are fear free. Fear free. We don't want less fear. We want no fear. Jesus said, fear not. Only believe. Fear not. Fear not. Over and over again. Fear not. Be not afraid. Fear not. Don't fear what they fear. Even if feelings of fear want to come, stand up against the fear. Say, I will not be afraid. For God has not given me the spirit of timidity again to fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Don't stop because you are afraid. Stop because you are led. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. 
sometimes the safest place to be is in the middle of the battle. Go and read it. Most of the time people go to war in those Bible days. It's the ones that are at home that God gets. If the one they lose, they go and burn the people at home. So sometimes being afraid and hiding is not the, is not the solution. I say you can be led. It doesn't mean be everywhere. But you have to go where God asks you to go. Somebody say hallelujah. And it's so interesting. People who are not afraid of things don't catch them. That's the scriptures. Some of us are afraid, afraid, afraid. Like Job, they catch it. Hallelujah. Many people are angry with the president. He's reckless. I don't agree with them. Praise God. Now people have different opinions. My opinion based on the word of God, you ought not to be afraid. You ought to tell the people not to be afraid. You tell them how to take care of themselves and keep themselves free, but don't propagate fear. Fear is more dangerous than the sickness. And people thought he caught it because he hung around people who had it. But he did not. Because he did not fear. And some people who have 10 feet away, some may have caught it. 20 feet away because they were what? Afraid. Fear is dangerous. All right, let's continue. Hallelujah. It says, You shall be far from oppression because what? You shall not fear. Now, people think when you are not afraid, that also means you're careless. I'm saying this again. I had somebody call me during the week. How can you be going out and you don't wear masks? That's still recklessness. And the guy was mad. I say, it's fine. If you want to wear, you can. But you can't project your fear on me. Praise God. There are some people who were dressed with all kinds of gadgets and they still caught it. Does that mean you should not wear it? If you want to, oh, by all means, wear it. But don't try to force me to wear what you believe. Praise God. Now, people are mad. They're mad at believers at this time. But don't get into arguments with them. Somebody say, hallelujah. The best way is just demonstrate righteousness. Love them. Refuse to catch the sickness. Amen. I'll tell you why. They will say, there's something about you. <laughs> right? Don't argue with them. I don't argue with anyone when it comes to that. Praise God. And I tell everybody, be according to your faith. And I'm not going to ridicule anyone who decides to wear one. Some people need that. Praise God. Just like some people need medication. They need doctors. Doctors are good. The masks are good. Right? I said, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't. And anybody who catches it because they say, Pastor, say you shouldn't, I'm not, I'm not going to take responsibility for that. You're on your own faith. Right? The Bible said, the just shall live by what? By his faith. So don't say, Pastor, say, Pastor, is not with me. I'm not going. You need to know what Pastor knows. And believe what he believes. Don't just copy. Copy is not faith. It can lead you to faith. It can teach you how, but you have to believe the same way. Amen. 
So if you have to, if you have to wear mask, wear mask. Right? Stay safe. That's the most important. Stay safe according to your faith. But those who wear masks should not laugh at those who don't wear masks. Amen. Amen. And those who don't wear masks should not laugh at those who wear masks. Everybody has to walk by his own faith. Bible says that some people's faith allow them to eat vegetables. They are called vegetarians. Or um, the other kinds of diets they call it now. Vegans. He said, being weak in faith, no, he qualifies it. He said, they are not able to eat all kinds of food. He said, but there are some who are materians. Like Peter, who, when Jesus he said, kill and eat. He said, I don't eat all this kind of animal. He said, kill. Don't call anything unclean. They bless the food and they eat it. The people who don't eat those things get mad. Say, what? Look, I can't even eat bacon. And yet, those who, who are eating bacon are stronger healthy if they do it right. The Holy Ghost will tell you when to stop. Exactly. If you are listening to the Holy Spirit, right? You see, you see check your weight, check your weight. <laughs> <laughs> he said, walk around. Go on, don't preach to the guy next door. Walk to the one at the end of the street. <laughs> and preach to that one. So that you can burn some energy too. Right? Now people don't listen to the Holy Ghost in those things. They just think it's just me sit at home, just praying tongues. That's not the Holy Ghost will lead you into all truth. He will lead you to what you should eat. Right? He will tell you don't don't be led by the price. Right? Eat the right things. He will tell you, you are eating too much of this. Stop. He will even ask somebody to bring some of the vegetables to you. So that you can eat it. Because he loves you. But sometimes when, even when the people bring it, they still don't eat it. He will send Pastor B to tell you, lose your weight, lose your weight. Or Sister Wanda will say, carry weight, carry weight. And some people still don't do it. They will skip those meetings. Then later they will come and say, Pray for me. Why? He said, oh, I'm just, I don't just feel right. I don't just... When the Holy Ghost has been leading you how to feel right. So I'm not saying we should go to excesses. If you are led of the Spirit, you actually will be sound spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Ghost wants you sound spirit, soul, and body. Point number two. Be established in righteousness. Point number three, you have to protect your mind from the fear that is around us. Amen. Amen. No matter how established you are in righteousness, if you keep listening to every kind of thing, you will lose your faith. The Bible tells us in Matthew 14 how that Jesus was walking on water when there was, let's look at it, just read a couple of verses from there, and then Jesus told Peter to come. Peter started walking on water. But he listened to people who were saying, how come you are going around without a mask? (laughs) How come you are hanging out and preaching? And what happened to Peter? He began to sing. He started right. You know, sometimes when people see other people walking in faith, they don't understand that 
it's not just a matter of the fact that they didn't have challenges. They had to follow some principles to stay in faith. Yeah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter number 14. So it's a very popular scripture and most of us know it. Let's start from verse 22. And straight away, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into his sheep and go before him onto the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, verse 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up onto a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. And the sheep was now in the midst of the street, tossed with waves, for the wind, wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went Unto them walking on the sea. Praise God. 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. So they were afraid. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, said, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Turn to someone and say, Be not afraid. Say, Be of good cheer. It is the Lord. Be not afraid. What does it mean to be of good cheer? Be happy. Laugh at it. Don't be sad. Don't, don't, don't have a long face because of all of the challenges. He said, be not afraid. Because sadness is a sign of fear. Say, so rejoice. So this is not the time to be sad. This is the time to be of good cheer. 28, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind, and when he saw the wind, both terrors, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, Wherefore didst thou doubt? So Peter started well. He was like, I'm a righteousness of God. I can do this. No evil comes near me. And then they began to look at the numbers. That's why they are called numbers. The numb. Numbers. The numb. The numbers of people who were catching this thing around. And people, some people became afraid. And fear causes people to sin. They think it's the wise thing to do to become afraid, but oftentimes it's the most unwise thing to do. You need to build your faith at that time. Amen. Turn back to Jesus. Amen. Go back to the word. Yeah. Meditate on it. Begin to declare the word of God. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Everyone has to deal with bouts of fear. We are all on this planet. Satan has been unleashed against anyone and everyone. So you're not the only one who feels fear. There are times you want to do things that God sent you to do. And the enemy say, yeah, you're doing that. No way. You're going under. This is too big. This is the big one. You have a symptom. You say, this is it. Coronavirus. I told you not to go out. <laughs> and people get afraid. But you have to fight the fear. Amen. With the word of God. Yes. Amen. And that's why you don't build a case against yourself. You don't give your mind to negative stuff. You don't keep watching and watching and watching and watching and watching and watching and then until you start shaking in your boots. Turn around. Watch positive things. Replace on the message. Laugh at the devil. Somebody say hallelujah. Inspire yourself. 
You can't keep looking at the statistics and stay in faith. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. You, you can. The, the, the Bible says what you keep looking at, it affects you. Peter was a man of faith. He was walking on water until he began to look at the storms. Don't spend all your time. There are good things on the internet. Amen. I know people at home, they don't know what to do. They just put on the television and watch news from news to news. Don't stay on negative news. Go to the news of God's word. Amen. 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 Listen to faith building messages. And then after that, listen, listen to funny ones Amen. that make you laugh. Don't watch horror movies in this time. You can't stay in faith when you are watching fearful things. Look, watch things that build your faith. It will help your immunity. Amen. I listened to a doctor talking about it yesterday. One of the basic things is our immunity. I was already praying about it and the Holy Ghost obviously led me to hear the doctor talk about it. One of the things many people don't even know is that just because somebody tests positive for the coronavirus doesn't mean he's sick with coronavirus. Less than 15% of the people who test positive will ever become sick. So because you're hearing number, 80,000 people are positive, they think 80,000 people are sick. It's not true. Just a few people who were sick, and most of them is because they were already sick. It just became aggravated by it. Just the same way flu we do for any kind of sickness. But the major thing that is being propagated is fear. It's fear. So many people who have it don't even know they had it. That's why they are trying to test so many people. They want to make sure that people... Because not everybody who has it is sick. A large percentage of people who have contacted it, they may be positive, but they are not sick. So it's not a death sentence. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not even a sickness sentence. I'm not saying to get sick, but the positive thing about it is that if you if you get contacted with it and you don't get sick, guess what? You develop immunity against it. So being afraid of it is not even the best run. It's to overcome it. And that's why in places where there are sicknesses like that, people can't overcome. Guess what they do? Instead of hiding people, they they give them inoculations, which is actually introducing them to the sickness ahead of time, weakening it, so that they can become immune. So immunity is your better defense than hiding from it. But we have our immunity from the word of God. You don't need to have a little coronavirus to get immunity. Just speaking. And your cells will begin to produce antibodies for immunity. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So protect your heart. Proverbs 4, 23, 23 says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. You have to protect your heart. Protect your heart from fake news. There are many things out there that are being projected that are not true. I mentioned on Friday, um, United Kingdom or Britain has said, over 500,000 people are going to die from this sickness. Only for them to recount a couple of days ago that uh, that projection was wrong. Can't be more than 20,000. Can you imagine the fear that it would have created that kind of projections? They may not have done it deliberately. People make mistakes. But that's why you can't trust what you hear in the news. That's why they call them weathermen. They don't know whether it's going to happen or not. (laughs) But there's one word that doesn't change. The immutable word of God. Build your faith around that. 
Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. And other people say, where you are trivializing what the, the health people say. I'm telling you that they are not as secure as God's word. Science is always changing. Always changing. They do their best, but they are not as secure. God's word doesn't change. So if you want a foundation that is real, build your faith on the word of God. This is not just the first time I'm facing challenges. Like We've had things like this often. I was going to Africa when there was Ebola. We said, Ebola! Everybody's leaving there. You are going there. I said, yes. This is what I didn't tell you. I told my wife, she probably, you know, I don't know if I mentioned it. When I was coming back, I went to the airport. I was trying to come back. And of course, like they were doing, they checked your temperature. The first time I was about to fly, they checked my temperature. It was really high. It went beyond. They said, you can fly. I said, what? The sister that went with me started panicking. <laughs> because I had to stay in the hotels. And you don't know who stayed in those hotels. And there was a ball in town. I said, I don't have it. The guy said, you can fly. Not at this temperature. The sister said, what are we going to do? I said, what are we going to do? I'm going to fly. I'm going, I'm going back to the U.S. now. He said, well, this is, you can't fly. I said, give me some few minutes. Masa prote break so pray. Ye kreta le masota shodema. I keskambi yota langma makodoja. She said, she went to get me a cool bottle of water. Praise God. I drank it. Mate bratomasa. Linge tosa. Iegre de balamama. I said, okay, check the temperature again. Oh, you can fly. You can fly. The temperature is good. Now, some people would have just chickened out. Fell out and said, what? Was it the towel I used? Maybe it's that hotel. That hotel. I, I knew, I knew I should have stayed in the second room. And you would have built a case against yourself. And fear would have driven your temperature up. So, I'm not saying that sometimes you will not have challenges. That was a challenge. My flight was leaving in a short time. And they said my temperature was such that I couldn't fly. And I was coming from an Ebola-affected environment. But I had to use my faith. Amen. And it works how, how often? All, all the time. All the time. All the time. People are saying, ah, you're supposed to have church, you know. You could. In some places, unfortunately, um, they are using military to stop people from going to the house of God. Thank God we don't experience that yet in the U.S. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. We don't expect to. Amen. We don't expect to. Amen. 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 This is a country that is based on God's word. Yes. And God oftentimes gives the responsibility to you to determine your faith. He doesn't force people to be healed. Do you notice God doesn't force people to go to heaven? He tells you hell is really bad. Don't go there. You can tell yourself quarantine. It doesn't force you. If you take the risk, then you suffer your consequences yourself. That's the way God operates. Praise God. And this, this, this nation is based on such principles. People think it's not fair. People, if people were God, they force everybody to go to heaven. If you like it or not, you're going to heaven. But that's not love. That makes dumb dumb from people. You have to watch it too. People are, you know, thank God for the, 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 the stimulus package. But all of these things are test runs for the Antichrist. We are, we are in serious times. If the government becomes the one paying your salaries, guess who really owns that business now? 
If the government is the one that is paying you, you work for the government and you are, you are, you are self-employed. And they are taking over certain businesses now around the world. I was, just, I was reading something yesterday. Singapore now has an app that they have released that, that, that would indicate to you when you are a few meters from somebody else that has, has tested positive for the virus. Monitoring everybody everywhere. They can tell if you have gone close to somebody who had, who had tested positive. And people think, wow, it's, not, it's already happening. It's happening. Your cell phone has a GPS on it, if you put it on or not. The other day I opened my cell phone. He told me everywhere I've been to in the past six years. Even when I went to Africa, I went to India, he told me the hotel I stayed. Yes. Yes. Your cell phone knows everywhere you go. Your cell phone number right now is more personal than your social security number. They can trace you with it. Smartphones are not just smartphones for nothing. They are agents. And people don't know. They think, how is the Antichrist going to monitor everybody? They already, the system is already in place. And the things they are, that's going on now is to show you how the whole world can be controlled at an instance. And it's coming. The Bible says it's coming. It's coming. So what do we do? We have to stand up against with the word of God. You know, I know this is tough to say, but I'll say it anyhow. If you're a Christian, depending on where you live, depending on where you live, sometimes there will be unrighteous governments that being a Christian will require you standing, taking a stand on God's word that is contrary to the government. If you're afraid to do that, a time will come. You cannot be a Christian. You can't be a Christian. And so sometimes people who are so concerned about it in soft times, what will happen in the tough times? If you were in Saudi Arabia, you mean you will never go to church? People have to hide and get dictated, you know, this meta dictator to enter a church. You can carry a camera because if the government catches you, it's, it's, your head is off. It's not prison, imprisonment. People are so scared. And they come and say, I'm the righteousness of God. I have the life of God. And in, most of these things are just words. These are times when it's tested. Christianity is not just, it's not a CC kind of lifestyle. It's a serious life. A serious life. And I'm not telling you to rebel. Thank God we are in a good nation. Somebody say hallelujah. And we want to keep it so. Yes. Come November. Hallelujah. We pray God, a righteous man, will continue or stay on the, on the place of authority. Yes. Not an unrighteous person. Yes. Right? Yes. And we, we have a word to say. I said before, I'm no longer going to be silent about leadership in this country. Because it's affecting so many people. And the church has to speak out. We are not endorsing parties or individuals, but we are endorsing righteous, righteous activities and things that are based on the word of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because or else the nations will suffer the consequences. And that's what releases even the devils to cause sickness and disease. Unrighteousness. Unrighteousness.
So it's serious. It's serious. Amen. Amen. I have two more points. I'm not going to really spend time. I'm just mention it to you. And then we'll go. I've mentioned most of them. Point number one is what? Believe in the love of God for you. Point number two, be established in righteousness. Point number three, protect your heart or your mind from fear and from the things around. And uh, ooh, point number four, I'll stop in four, walk in wisdom. Somebody say hallelujah. Walk in wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing the Bible says. Amen. And wisdom means the Christian kind of wisdom is different from the worldly kind of wisdom. You know, when people say walk in wisdom, oftentimes they're asking you to walk in natural wisdom. Now let's go to uh, James chapter number 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Verse 13, James 3 from verse 13. And say, who is, wise, who is a wise man and endured with wisdom, with knowledge among you? I repeat, who is a wise man and endured with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with the meekness of wisdom. But if ye have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly and sensual and devilish. So there's an earthly, sensual, and devilish wisdom. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first of all pure, then peaceable, then gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and of good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Somebody say hallelujah. In First Corinthians, we don't have to go there for time. The Bible says that, that the world in their wisdom did not know God. So God chose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So there is a wisdom that is from God. And the wisdom from God is seen in the word of God. Amen. The wisdom of God is written in God's word. So if you want to be wise with the wisdom of God, what do you do? You study the word. You study the word. And the Bible also calls uh, uh, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So we're not just talking about worldly wisdom. We're talking about godly wisdom. And, and the way to do that is to spend time in the Word, spend time in the Holy Ghost, listen, read materials that are good, that are positive. Amen. And then be willing to obey. Wisdom is not just knowledge. Wisdom is a disposition to follow instruction. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's look at Proverbs 4. So it's wisdom... To avoid places that you ought not to go. Amen. Faith is not foolishness. Somebody say hallelujah. Because we have to keep making sure people don't misunderstand it. Because we say we are believing God for finances. Some people said that they thought that means you cannot save. No, we say don't save for a rainy day. But that does not mean don't save. You can save for a good day, right? 
In short, one, one thing the Bible says, it said, a foolish man spends everything he has. <laughs> what? So if you keep spending everything you have, the Bible says you are foolish. <laughs> he said, but there is meat stored in the house of a wise man. So if you go to a wise man's pantry, there's food. There's food. <laughs> it's a foolish man if the government says, no stop. He said, hey, nothing to eat, nothing to drink. It's foolish. A wise man said, oh, I kept some things. It's not because you're expecting a rainy day, but you, have, you don't eat everything. You have this always store. If a wise man has service account, Hallelujah. Faith does not eradicate walking in godly wisdom. Right? Yeah. If someone is sick, don't just go and hug the person. If God sent you to minister to the person, go and minister. Amen. If you, if you shook someone, you discover the person feels like he's sick and coughing in his hands, go wash your hands. That's wisdom. You don't, they don't even have to be corona around. Even if there was nothing like that and you see someone here and, 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 and you get into a dirty place, you, you wash your hand. Because the Bible says we have immunity against serpents and scorpions. Don't put your hand into a hole to find out whether there's a snake in there. Or you see a snake and you go and... You, that's, that's foolishness. That's tempting God. Right? Stay right. Stay safe. Some people are rejoicing. Some things ought to be closed that are closed. <laughs> Unfortunately, some that shouldn't be closed are closed too. <laughs> and then somebody say, ah, at least my husband is home. I can see my husband's face now. <laughs> before in the morning he has gone. Before he can come back and sleeping. No, my husband is here. So it's not all bad. Some people can eventually have dinner with their children. Nobody running around. Everybody's there. Nobody hanging in the mall, going to the movie. Everybody will watch a movie together. So rejoice over that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Some husbands are happy. Credit cards are not being spent. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Thank God for quarantine. Nowhere to dress, so nowhere. No need to buy a new dress. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm telling my wife I wonder how people will look when they come out no barbers, they have been watching TV no gym <laughs> we are going to have an interesting look when we come out <laughs> I'm telling them you can cut your hair your own self <laughs> but it's, it's fun hallelujah but it's not a time to be sad amen don't, don't, don't act foolishly don't act foolishly. Governments, the Bible says that they are actually ministers also. They are there to help you. So don't say, ah, the government says go left, and now I must go right. That's dumb-dumb. Right? Once a while, there may be a need if the Holy Ghost leads you to do something that is out, outside the principles. But that shouldn't be the norm. Right? We are not, we are not, we are not born to be rebellious. We recognize authority and we respect it. Praise God. We respect authority at home. Authority in the government. It's all authority. And they are there to help guide us. 
Amen. So we have to keep that in perspective. Because sometimes people can take faith for foolishness. Someone say, I'm believing God, and you won't get a job. Say, so get a job. Say, no. Like the guy who was begging, and they said, okay, I know the guy. Um, the pastor was telling me, he was went to the street. Somebody was, was begging on the street. Say, why, why are you begging? Say, I don't have a job. I don't have no food to eat. It's okay. I know the, the, the manager of this McDonald's. Uh, let me take you there, and, and, and I'll give you a job. He said, me walk in McDonald's? I can't walk in McDonald's. God forbid. Can you give me $20, please? <laughs> That's the way some people are. They won't get a job, but they want you to help them. You don't. Sometimes, if you keep helping such folks, you become enablers. So sometimes you need to get them to get a job. Getting a job or working is not anti-faith for increase. Amen. Amen. And one of the areas in working in wisdom in this period is get what belongs to you too. Amen. This is a time of wealth transfer. Yes. Don't sit at home watching reruns of Desperate Housewives when you should be thinking of how to make an impact in our generation. Think of how to help people. Amen. This is a time to increase your business. Amen. Let God give you an idea that can make an impact. Or prepare for when, when people are coming back. Listen, if we do this right, it will be for our financial increase. The Bible says how many things? All things work together for our good. So this is not the time to begin to wonder what's going to happen to my finances, my job. My, I may not have a job to go back to and stuff like that. This is the time to begin to think, what can I do? We are more productive than many of us are. We have the spirit of God in us. We have a great mind. Bible says he has given you the spirit of a sound mind. You can think and God can give you an idea to make an impact in this generation. Amen. Amen. Find out also what belongs to you from the government. and Take advantage of it. Amen. Amen. I know some people are afraid of loans. What I mean afraid, they think it's ungodly. God says you should have enough not to borrow. But taking a loan for a business or something is not wrong. Amen. But pay it out, pay it out on time, or ahead of time. You are best not having a loan, but you are best investing if you have to have a loan than staying without and don't have a job. A business, business ideas out there. Think this period. Mr. First, don't even have a job to go to. So think. Use your time to think. Don't just eat and eat and eat and eat. Think. 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 What do I do? Study. Ask God for wisdom and direction. That when you come out, it can become an opportunity to produce something. That's wisdom. Wisdom is profitable to direct. Wisdom will make you rich. Most of the people who are rich is not because they had hard work. Hard work is just the, one of the little parts, one of the parts of the success. One of the major things is that they had a vision, they had a plan, and they gave themselves to it. And then it produces fruit, produce fruit. So take this time to plan. Write it out. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Write out a business plan. Amen. New idea. Ask God for an idea. Partner with somebody. They are not going anywhere. They are sitting and watching 
Desperate house. No, no, they're watching divine experience. Amen. Amen. Oh, amazing love. They're watching good messages. But talk to them. As you're praying, let the wisdom of God just, you know, give you direction. See, this is what I think I need to do. And if you are not just concerned about making money, but helping lives, transforming people's lives, it will change you. And you will have money. A couple of days ago, I, I brought books to my children. I said, this period, when, even if you have schoolwork, you're not just going to have schoolwork and then just go back and watch TV. This time you used to commute to school, we're going to transfer it to, to proper reading. So I gave everyone a book. You don't have to read this book and report back to me what you read. This is a good time. It's a good time. Study. People will come back renewed, changed. Attitude changed. Inspired. Knowing what to do. Spiritually mature. So it can be used for good. Amen. Amen. So don't be afraid. It will work together for our good. Amen. It will work together for God has us. God knew this was going to happen. He's already prepared for us. He has prepared for our finances too. Don't be afraid about the finances. He, he takes care of you. Depend on the love of God. He will take care of your bills. You will have more than enough this season than ever before. It will work together for your good. Praise God. If you have challenges, call. Call the church office. Call any of the elders. Talk with them. We are more than happy to help. Amen. Uh, as a church, we are a family. We are not only just to teach, only just spiritual laws. We also want to help break it down into how to do your day-to-day -day activities. If you have a concern, call. We know we will not necessarily intrude. We can call you to check how you're doing. But we may not ask you all the details. But if you think you need help, please volunteer then. Talk to us. We, want to, we are happy to help. Somebody say amen. amen. But if you are doing well by the Holy Ghost, then we all will be happy too. Amen. So if, if you don't tell us anything is challenging you, we will just rejoice because we believe you are overcoming, right? Amen. Yeah, because we have been taught how to overcome. But don't, start, don't sit at home afraid with the curtains closed and afraid of light. I can light be afraid of light. They are the light of the word. Jesus said finally in St. John 14, he said, my peace I give unto you. He said, not as the word gives. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have a choice. You can choose not to be afraid. Don't let it. Don't, don't let your heart be troubled. These things must come, but you, Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. And it's only through him that we can have the right kind of peace. Let's bow our heads to pray. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Maharito press. Thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke. We thank you, Lord, for peace in the time of trouble. That those who are called by your name are not afraid. We are not afraid. We are not afraid of any pestilence, of any sickness or disease. I pray for those who are watching, either locally or internationally, around the world, that you will strengthen each heart not to be afraid, not to be afraid. That they will stand in the face of the pestilence and say, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord. It's my strength. The Lord is my provider. I will not be afraid. And because they are established in righteousness, they will not fear. I declare that everyone will be bold 
to lay hold on of eternal light, lay hold on divine health, lay hold on your peace, not like the world gives, but the peace that you give that nothing can disturb. You said, Great peace are those who love thy law, nothing shall offend them, nothing shall trouble them. We thank you, Lord, that as a church we arise and we pray for the rest of the world, even for those who are not saved. You said you desire that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You said if the people who are called by your name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. You said you will hear from heaven. You said you will heal their land. We say heal our land in the name of Jesus. We pray for this nation, the United States. We declare that whatever it is that has caused the spread of the coronavirus ceases now in the name of Jesus. We call it to revert back to normal. That all of the offices begin to get open. That the, uh, the affliction has ceased. That the time of infection has stopped. We say no more new cases in the name of Jesus. And that those who were infected are returning back to divine health. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We say the impact of the, in the financial sector is minimal. There is a bouncing back. The economy is recovering in the name of Jesus. We thank you Father that the church is arising in this time. In as, as light of the word, bold to pray and to stand on behalf of the people, to pray for the sick and to cast out devils, that none amongst us, not the leaders, not the pastors, not the ministers, would cower in fear, but instead that they will be strong in faith, declaring your word in the name of Jesus. We pray for the nations that this season will be a time of repentance, that those who did not know you will turn to you. Those who have stopped reading your word will turn back to your word. Those who have never heard your word will have an opportunity to hear your word. That you will open their eyes to see it. You will cause them to see it on the internet as they are stuck at home. They will hear the message. They will turn to a channel that they will receive the word. And they will be born again in the name of Jesus. That they will turn their eyes from the secularism on the word. And that they will repent and come to righteousness. We thank you that these are the last days. We thank you, Lord. You said that the church will arise and shine. You said that you pour out your spirit upon all flesh. So we, we, we claim the prophecies for the church in these last days. A glorious church. A strong church. No spot, no wrinkle, no blemish. You said and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a weakness to every nation. You said and then the end shall come. So we say let everyone in the church become strong to preach this word. To be instant in season and out of season. Not to join in the fear of the world, but instead to bring hope, to bring life. We declare that not one of our members, not one of our partners, not one in the church will be infected or affected by this sickness. But at the end it shall become clear that you distinguish between the righteous and the unrighteous. And that those who trust and love you will become exonerated will be shown as light in the world and many will turn around and say tell me what you believe because it's obvious that you are different thank you heavenly father we give you praise we give you worship we thank you father that you have you have surrounded us with your angels they bear us up we don't dash our foot against us so we are quick to hear quick to obey and we are led by your spirit and as a church, we thank you for our property. In this season of wealth transfer, we receive large lands, large monies coming in from expected and unexpected places. Thank you. We have all sufficiency in all things and all times. We are bound unto every good work. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody say, Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord Jesus.